Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Latinas Watching Bravo. And we are finally back with our Roni correspondent, Owen, out in Puerto Rico. Bienvenida. Welcome back. ¿Cómo estás? Gracias. Saludo. Hi to everyone. Hello. Good y ahora en el día no, no escucho los coquis. <laughs> no, escuchas a los, a los perros. <laughs> Well, um, for everyone listening in, it's been a while. It's been a minute. So we actually have a big episode that we're probably going to have to break down into two segments. But for this first one, we're going to kind of take you guys back a little bit. Um, if you've missed any of our episodes, you can just click on the link on Latinas Watching Bravo and it'll take you back and you can see all our conversations about Ebony and Luann. And of course, um, there's a lot going into Harlem and Salem. But first, we wanted to go back a little bit and maybe pick up on things we have missed in other episodes. So I will turn it over to you at this point. What's been on your mind since we last um, met with Roni? So after the whole um, talk between Ebony and Luan and Luan wanting an apology and all that, and I was like, I'm over it. Like, yeah, girl, no, you need to apologize here. You're the one that's wrong. But you guys already discussed that. So well, well, before before we move on, um, since you didn't get a chance to join us in that conversation, um, what were your thoughts? You've been a longtime Roni fan also. And, uh, you know, just overall now looking back and at the at the moment, what did you think about Luann in general, her behavior about that whole thing? It was her, like 100 percent her. I wasn't surprised. I was just disappointed because I thought overall that she had some we've seen I've well I've seen her grow from the countess persona to the cabaret star that's the double divorce that's one to that wants to have fun that has somewhat like lower how she started on the show because she was the countess you can't present me as Luan you have to present me as countess Luan de la Seps. you know she was on her high horse before so I thought that overall she had maybe had grown somewhat but it's pretty much on the same wavelength like there's i just expected a little bit of growth i am not expecting you know sonia which surprised me but i i am but at the same time i was like i expected a little a little bit i thought that she, she had like growth a little bit grown a little bit more so but overall it wasn't that's why i was like oh luan don't because she just she was like no i'm not a, yeah, i'm educated and it's it's not about all that. It's not about culture and how you were raised. It's about just education overall. What you studied, what you exposed yourself. She is an LPN, a licensed practice nurse. And that's not the highest nursing degree. So, you know, you could have educated yourself more on your educate, you know, on your on what you studied. And you're like like on the lower racket of nursing. So I'm like, and I'm not Going Would it be you. fair to say I don't want from to the lower level? I totally see this, you know, and I'm not one. I thought that too, because I have a lot of nurse friends and I know they've mentioned that. I'm glad you said that because I wasn't sure in the last podcast, but thank you. Yeah, it, so you have like a few ranks of nursing, like for example, like you have, you can be a doctorate in nursing. You, ha you, you have, you can have your master's in nursing. Most of the nurses are bachelorette graduates nursing or registered nurses that overall that have been completing, um, you know, degrees to get a registered nurse. Then lower than bachelorette, you have the associate nursing. And then lower than that, you have LPN. That is licensed practical nurse. That is what Luan was. So when you see that, 
they're like, uh, you have a few more steps on the nursing degree scale to go up. And I don't want to diminish the, the LPNs because I accept I wouldn't be a nurse without them. Uh, when you're like working in a field with a lot of patients on a floor, with a, like, for example, med surgery and, or any other floor ward on, on a hospital, LPNs are invaluable. Like they really help a lot. But we know that she didn't work like the LPNs that I know. Like, come on. She got the degree and she maybe like took a few vital signs. Then she she was like, uh-uh, I'm not. You know, she really didn't. I'm sure that she didn't work as the LPNs work right now. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's you. Right. But for me, but yeah. So I love my LPNs. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just oh, saying yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. And that was my point in the last one also. She was mentioning that. And I'm like, wow. Well, I mean, Ebony's a doctor, you know, in law, like she has a right to say that. Um, just like a medical doctor would have a right to say that as well, right? Like yeah, we, totally we work hard for I these bet. positions. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you study what? One year, you made a year and a half, two years. Yeah, because then she went to Europe, right, as a model and then married, yeah. right, the count. And, that, and yeah. that's about it. I mean, so and that's part of the problem with, with Luann and this whole argument. And I'm glad that we haven't seen it yet come back, but I'm sure she's not completely oh, she's done. Not done. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's not, not done. done. That's like Ramona saying like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, she's right. not done. They're right. not done. Because part of the, and I'm sorry to say this. Well, not sorry, but I don't want to really go way out of it. Part of the white fragility is that they feel victimized because we are calling them out. Right, right. So they are now, we are watching them on their white fragility. Right. And For that's sure. going, and they don't like that. And because they don't like that, they want to be sure that they are already like, you know, they are good and they are still what everyone thought of them before this. But come on, I already thought that Luana and Ramona were racist. Like, that's not a surprise to me. Right. It's just that it's already exposed. And right. that's the difference about it. Because they, everyone is like, no, we have evidence because you don't think like that. You don't, you know, you don't follow, you don't push for us you don't support our causes and right. because they're not supporting our causes it's that's it that's what's happening with that so everyone is like going at them like yeah no we support you you need to support us but at the same time what i've always said i love roni and it's been one of my favorite franchise from the start just because of the mess that they have yeah. because i'm like oh god these women have money and they are like the most good of people i've ever seen right right I mean, so that, that is the enjoyable part of, I think, the entire Bravo franchise is right. Yeah, pretty much. You're like, yeah, I might be broke, but I'm not that screwed up. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to night. And in these early episodes, was there anything else that um, stood out to you from what else? Oh, their Tiffany party and the... I mean, uh, the okay. party was with the whole uh, Ramona. I don't want to talk about dicks on the... <laughs> You're not the classiest person ever. I would have, I would have expected that comment from Luan. From Luan, right? Yeah. Because Countess, you know, with class, you mm -hmm. know, money can't buy you class. Mm -hmm. So, but Ramona, like, come on, you're on your high horse. You want to be someone that you're not. So it's like, oh, so whatever. I really loved, I really did love the 70s party. Oh, That's okay. Like, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Tell us, what'd you love? So I really, really, really loved it because I was like, finally, something that they know how to do this is like old roni but including ebony and ebony's going for it she's like going with the hair the makeup and she's like having fun and all that and she's you know she's like screaming that 
Sonia's getting naked on the side, and we can never <laughs> like, what, Sonia? Like, that's not a surprise. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was changing. For everyone to see, and she's changing, and she's like, oh, my God, like, and, and it, it was funny for me, because I was like, girl, now you're getting it. I and loved, I did love them. how they all dressed the part, and, and um, really got into it, and as much as I dislike Ramona, I gotta give her a shout-out for those uh, push-ups. That was quite girl, impressive. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I can't do those push-ups, uh, and take something, and she's doing them, and in heels, I'm like, girl, Bravo. Right? Bravo. And in a full uh, evening gown. Wow. I thought that was really impressive. It's funny. It's just and, crazy funny. Um, to your point, she is funny. I One of the things we also missed uh, to get a chance to make fun of Ramona, which I understand Leah's annoyance with her acting like, where has class gone in the Tiffany party? Because then we see her like flirting with the guitarist at the nude party, right? And she's like, oh, your music moves me. And she even says, your, your <laughs> music touches me. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. At that point, I feel violated watching Ramona <laughs> in a sexual violation kind of way. I was like, Ramona is bothering me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's gross. Like, no. <laughs> right? It was so gross. <laughs> like, give me better. I like, I just rather watch you with Harry Dubin than that. <laughs> oh my God. She was so out of control. But I think that's her normally, right? That is Ramona. Yeah, that's her. And so, it, so that's why it's so confusing. Like, come on, Ramona. Why are you getting so hung up on the whole? Decks on the table talk. Like, come on. We know it's like Leah said, we know you like a good deck. We know you like you, you know, you're doing it all before. So what's the problem with it? I don't want to talk about it. Oh. So yeah, I was like, whatever. And Bye. of course, um, we gave our girl Sonia tons of love at the end of this whole trip, who shockingly has uh risen to become the greatest grasp. ally, right? Yeah, and she has a really good grasp of everything. And mm -hmm. That's when you see that a lot of people don't value Sonia as the, we should, or because I'm going to be included because I was like, Sonia, Sonia, like you, but she really loves her causes. Mm -hmm. That what the philanthropy work that she does, and she's really open to learning more and to open to experiences and open to be here and see you and hear you. And that's the part of Sonia that a lot of times with, with me is due to the part that she's that we know that the freaks are fracked and fracked where Portia and um, Phaedra in Atlanta, but in New York, the freak and the frack, freak and mm -hmm. frack are Ramon and Sonia. Mm -hmm. So when those two are together, we don't see that side of Sonia. And that's most of the time. So when you see her standing up for what she knows and what she's calling it out, I'm like, yes, we love that side of Sonia. We want more of that side of, that side of Sonia. I thought that was one of the most beautiful scenes yes. with Ebony and Sonia because I feel like they are the two that struggle to be seen um mm -hmm. and so there is a deep understanding and i love that i love that i think i had tweeted at the time i love that sonia sees ebony and ebony sees sonia and i just thought it, it brought me to tears that whole scene and when she's hugging her on the beach and telling her you know um i know the day before it was also beautiful when sonia tells her you know it's our duty uh, as white women to do the work and i thought that was such an authentic honest moment and then to be followed up by the the next scene when they're on the beach and um, Ebony says, you know, I want to help you find love. I think you're full of love. You're such a big hearted person. And I, ju I just love their friendship as it's emerging. I think it's so beautiful to see when someone really sees you, sees you for who you are. I appreciate yeah. that. Really, really, really love that part. I was like really happy. And I'm like, damn it, Sonia made me wrong. She's not going to be good, the bad edit this season. Mm -hmm. like, no one is getting a, well, Leah, most of the time. <laughs> But, you know, they are getting it, like, it's for me, people are like, there's always a bad edit. 
in New York, that's not necessarily it. It's just who they are because they really can't. You don't see them faking as, as in other franchises who they are. So you pretty much see most of the time that the reactions are real. The comments are like not filtered. So what they're saying is what they are really thinking. And they are not really conniving or thinking like a strategy to, I'm going to say this, to my right. problem. That's not New York. That's another part of the New York franchise that I like because in the end, they are honest about it. They're like, I said it and I don't care. Going back to your um, 70s party real quick because you had said about the 70s party. What do you think now that we know it was rigged? And I thought that was really sweet that Luann let Leah win. Um, But I thought it was funny. She put herself above Ebony in the win, right? Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Typical Luann. Like, I'm going to make Drake it so Leah wins, but I'm going to be first place. Like, don't get right. me wrong. I'm going to be last or third or fourth. Oh, no, 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 no. It was rigged. <laughs> but only because it was rigged. Because you know I would have won. I'm like, right. oh. <laughs> Who do you think would have won? Who would you have, have voted for? Or, I'll actually oh, use this as a poll a question, but who, do, who would you have put first, second, third? Sonia. I love Sonia. And I, I was just so happy about Sonia with, with the whole mom thing and everything. I was just tracking up. She was the one. So who's your it. who's your first place, second and third place? So Sonia wins. Second place is the whole I would have given it to uh well let's see. Between Ramona with the whole you know push ups on a heels and a dress that was impressive. And third I would have given it to Luan with the marching and everything, fourth Leah and first Ebony, because I have to say I am a real fan with them. Ebony was a little bit boring. I'm like, you didn't like it. it. <laughs> I was like, it was okay, but I'm like, girl, they were like doing crazy stuff. What are you doing? She's giving no. spoken word. <laughs> that's that's my only trade. I would have I, I was thinking about it. I think I would have gone Ebony's route. I wouldn't have had any uh, thing for my talent minus spoken word. I would have done a poem personally because I can think of a poem pretty quickly, but I would have been a spoken word contestant also. Oh, <laughs> I would have been in your fifth place. <laughs> what would I your talent have been? No, spoken word because I really like, I don't have any prediction. <laughs> I don't have, or miming. You know, I can mime because I'm like, because with the facial expressions, like <laughs> whatever. But, over there, but I wouldn't be able to, I don't have any coordination, so no the whole hula on the arms they would have fallen all uh you know what that's true that was talented she was able to keep that up now that we've seen real housewives of dallas and how no one could hula hoop (laughs) i have a new appreciation for hula hoopers (laughs) yeah and then for example that that, the whole coordination marching and all that i would have already tripped somewhere and (laughs) with the strength of doing that in heels i was surprised so i'm like i'm not doing that so in the end i would have been a spoken word contestant (laughs) The only thing I can possibly do maybe in the Ramona aspect of it is I'm able, I'm, I'm going to pull a Kyle here. I'm still able to do a split. That's about it. So. <laughs> but I don't know that I'd be able to get up at this point. So, you know, someone might have okay. to help me up. I, I need an assistant. <laughs> I may have done a spoken word if I was a, a contestant, but I'm like, no, I want fun. I want something funny. And that's why for me, Sonia won. I did think it was so moving how Leah was so excited, right? I thought that was sweet. I was uh, I was glad that they gave it to her, but at the same time, uh, I was like, "Girl, what are you doing? Your grandmother's dying. Go home." Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so you feel she should um, be at home? I thought that okay, she could have been after the whole fight. Uh huh. Could have been. You know what? I am sorry to guys to let you 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys, to let you down. I really don't feel like being here. I'm going home to my grandmother. I have to go. This is not me. I apologize. You already, like, have been there, like, three to four days. Like, come on. That was the last night. Yes, I know you have a commitment to the show because you signed on it, but you didn't. But it's your grandmother. Pay the fine, whatever, do whatever you will have to, but go. Because this is not fun for you anymore. This is, you're like, if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be there. Right. Because you're just doing that. You're grieving your grandmother and every one of your family is over there except you. So you may be, you may regret it. As she had, uh, uh, because that's what I was thinking she was portraying. I know that a lot of people, I understand and I respect when, that, when someone is dying, if you don't want to see them because you don't want to remember them like they looked you know in uh, the last time that they were alive i understand that and i respect that but i think that she needed to do that for herself and if she wanted to be there but then in the end didn't want to go to the room where her grandmother was that was her decision but not on the other side like three hours away because i think that most of the fight that she was having was the guilt of not being there right so for because i think because in the end you know she, that she left and when she got there her grandmother had just passed no, so, so she sad. didn't even get to see that yeah to see her or to be there for like when she passed with the family so i don't know i was like i thought that she should have just gone after the whole fight with heather and all that and or i would have been a friend i would have said to her i'm sorry but no you have to go to see your grandmother don't yeah, go to i was um wondering if it had to do also and i don't know but I thought, you know, how sad that maybe it was also she had to film. Like, don't they get, um, yes. or was that part of it was my question. I'm pretty sure that's part of it. And, but I think that the, the whole thing should could have been like, you know what? They could have talked to the producer and said, she's not having fun. This is not good for her. She needs to go. Do it like afterwards we can commit or something, but she needs to go now because this is not healthy for her. So I was like disappointed because I know that they are like taping it. <clears throat> Sorry. They are taping it and it's your work because you signed on the dotted line to being filmed and all that. But that's a lot of moments of your grandma. So, you know, and you know it because I think that she felt it. So that's why I was like, they should have just let her go. She ended up going after the whole 70s party. So I think that the producers were like, you have to go. Like in the end, they let her go after the 70s party because she left. The morning after, Ramona received a message that she had gone because of her grandmother and all that, but it was too late. So in the end, she's, you know, como dice, ya cumplió con su compromiso del trabajo, de estar ahí para el show, todo lo demás. Se acabaron los, okay, me voy. Eso fue yeah that was my only question i was just wondering if like filming had something to do with it like she had to because i can't imagine anybody would um miss and she did say because of covid also not everybody was allowed into the room so i understood yeah. a little bit about it and depending on how long they had been in that state you know i remember when my grandmother passed um we were in the hospital around the clock but it was a good like three months and so 
I remember when she actually did end up passing, it was like the one moment I had stepped out to grab some air. I had been there all morning. And again, we were all like on rotation. And then the one moment, and they say that, right? You're a nurse. I'm sure you guys have heard these superstitions that like when everybody leaves is usually like when it happens. Um, Someone once told me that, like it was the one moment where my mom was barely driving to the hospital and I was walking away. And that's when my grandmother had passed, but she had already been in, um, like non-responsive state for a while. And so we had said goodbye early on when she was still lucid. And um, I just kind of wondered if that was part of it. Cause like Leah's not my favorite and she got a lot of shit for being away. And um, I just wanted to offer a little bit of that other side. Uh, oh, and, I, and that's why I said like, I know that she has a commitment and all that. And she could have been for the first three, but after the whole, the whole fight with Heather on the stairs, just before going to the, 70s show i would have been like you know what no get out of the band of, of the band get changed you're going to be your grandmother now right because we are not you're already like we're committed to this you did three out of four days of a year but this is we're not going to accept you fighting and spewing everything even though you know she thought that she was on the right about the whole thing about heather and all that but i thought she was just lashing out about her grandmother and heather was the scapegoat you know so oh yeah that whole scene yeah for sure like for me that was it uh, but they didn't do that i thought that they could have done that but they did it so well so but overall it was i thought that hamptons really was good you know it's because it opened our eyes to knowing ebony more the whole and open our eyes more to the whole to um luan and ramona and how off they are but we, we saw we saw the good side of Sonia. Yeah, we did. And then um, I thought it was really cool that coming off of that Hamptons trip, now the women come back to the city and we see them with um, our favorite uh, New York uh, co-star, Martin, the boxer, and yep. they, they brought Sonia with them. And I actually really loved that scene. I thought it was the first time que se dio vuelo, like everything se está desahogando, what, what we've seen seasons of them picking on Sonia. I thought it was a very authentic scene. I really felt it. I feel yeah. like we were all Sonia, I mean, Ebony and Leah, how they were just staring. I think we were all just staring also. <laughs> Everyone was cheering over here. Sonia, Sonia. <laughs> no, go Sonia. Yeah, kick him. Hit him. Punch him. You know. I felt, I love that. So, that was like the liberation of Sonia. I really love that moment for her. And um, then we head into, I think what else happens in this episode? Oh, the election party. This is where it starts. Yes, the election party where I still don't know why Luana arrived with a mask. I'm like, <laughs> I guess it was her dressing up. The building, you don't want to be recognized on the streets. I know. Like, I was like, this is like the purge with the masks on. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, I think that's making it worse, but okay, sure. That's. Um, yeah. They, I really loved how Sonia called out uh, Ramona with the whole photo of Ebony and Bershaw. Oh, and yeah. She's like, with the, you're the token black girls. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> You know what, but that, like you said, I think we expect that from our Roni uh, housewives. They kind of just tell it how it is, right? They're all. But as a girl, I was like, oh my God, Sonia, like, you're really like throwing your girl out, but good for us that you're calling it out. But at the same time, it's like, you're calling her out. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Like, come on. Yeah, she is uh, the liberation of Sonia. She's done with her shit. And and uh, I mean, I know she had had a little bit to drink. I recently rewatched that episode during the they did the like a short marathon on Tuesday. And um, 
yeah, Luann has, you know, just again, being arrogant. She's like, I can't, I can't see her like this, which we saw her do when they were barely going to the Hamptons, right? That day that they're eating dinner. She's like, I, I can't see her like this. Like when Sonia, I guess, drinks a little more than she would like. And she's like, I got to go. It gives me anxiety. And I'm like, really, bitch, we have watched you for seasons be Luann and we don't like up and leave. But I kind of didn't appreciate her just being like, Sonia's too much and I got to go. Yeah, for me, it, that's why at the first episode, I was like, yeah, Sonia may get a bad edit just because of the whole, what we had seen so far from the fights and everything. I'm really glad that, that I'm really glad that Sonia has been proving me wrong just because she's been out there and she's been really you know, following, pushing herself and understanding Ebony and really making the effort to be with them and, you know, understand and voice her opinion about it and voice her and voice against her friends of over 20 years. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm fine, but I'm afraid of the Sonia drinking. And I think that's maybe what will continue to happen because in the Salem um, clips that we have from the first week, from the beginning, so we see Sonia fight. So that may be due to drinking. Oh, that's also. right. So, that hasn't come up yet. No. Um, that's right. The last episode that we had after the 4th of July on this week, that they started on Salem. But we have a few episodes of Salem to come. So, oh, my God. How long are they going to be there? <laughs> I don't know. I think like, well, well five days, right? Brashawn says five I, days. Yeah. I told you that the Hamptons were going to be like four episodes. You were like, God. do you think that? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like an eternity. <laughs> I, and that's what it was, like four days. So I'm thinking that at least three episodes are going to be Salem. Well, before we get into Harlem and uh, Salem, because I feel like a lot happened in those two episodes. Anything else in, in the little recap that we're doing? I'm trying to think also. Um, no, anything that sure stood out to us? Much everything. Oh, you know what? One thing we didn't talk about is um, before everything happened, I really appreciated Ebony standing up for Sonia in that bus trip when they're on their way to the winery. Oh, God. Yeah, the whole, I married him. Mm -hmm. You were just a one night. And and I'm like, girl, no. no. Sonia is never that one night stand because the man comes for her. Mm Because Harry Dubin is still going for her after all these years, looking her up and, you know, following her after years of when they met before she married her husband. I'm like, girl, she is, has something over you. So yeah. you know, Luann is ugly life. this season. I really can't stand her. <laughs> she's she's, she's giving me like the air of old Luann and I had liked Luann so much, but um, I guess it's all, it's the same Luann, but now pitted against other people in like different situations, like her coming after Sonia in that moment, definitely her fucking calling Ebony an angry black woman. That shit pissed me off to know. And I think I went on and on on social media for a long time about that. And just kind of like her typical era of audacity, right? With her and her sufrimiento of like, oh, darling, I can't be around this. It gives me anxiety. I just can't with her. I really can't. Her and Leah are actually, I would put Luann at the bottom of my likability list and then Leah one step above her. <laughs> yeah. I think that Leah started great the first season, but at the same time, right now, it's all gone to her head. Like most of the second season housewives do, you know, happen to. So she's like, I am going to be this explosive and I'm going to be very open. This is what people want. And we're like, oh, no, girl, go back. Well, and it's crazy because she was completely drunk most of the first season and I loved her. And now that she's sober and we're seeing herself, like nobody likes her. It's weird. And people have asked me on Twitter, like, why have you flipped over? And I can't pinpoint it. 
for me, it's just like a lot of her, her hypocrisy. Like I'm, I'm catching up on the episode of this week. Right. And I just saw like the first few minutes and she's like, oh, my God, right now it's so stressful. I'm depressed. The world is like waiting on this election. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't even fucking vote in 2016. Like, like you're acting like you're stressed. Uh, what yeah. about the rest of us that have been directly affected and impacted by this asshole and this whole fucking uh, faction of GOP crazies, but but now you're stressed. Like it's that hypocritical shit. And where she was yelling at Heather, and she's like, you know, don't tell me how to vote. And then now she's like, I'm really depressed, and let's go to Salem. I I fucking can't with her. I can't. <laughs> I can go on and on. It goes back and forth on so many things. And you're like, oh, don't. You're like pushing a narrative, and you want to be to portray someone, and you're like working on very hard to do that. When Roni is one of pretty much is one of the most organic cast because they are pretty much who they are and either you take it or leave it. And, but that's why people loved it because people were always like loving it because for example, even Queen Bethany at one point came back, <laughs> came back. But at the same time, she was the same as she was before, you know, even with the money and all that, because we saw Bethany with nothing, working right. it, working her butt off to make herself, you know, her name. Right. She did it on the show. She always, you know, so she after what afterwards came back and she was still the same overall. And she is the same on the, on the web, you know, on the social media, you can see her pretty much the same way. So you're like, that's her. That's pretty much her. Like she's not really doing anything. And I think that Leah wants to be the next Bethany, but that's not going oh, to no, work. that's not happening. If I actually had to pick a, a Bethany type personality, um, I would pick Queen B Ebony. I think she is the only one that has to like really hustle. And um, she did not have, you know, because even with Leah, I hate to break it to you, Leah fans, but she Leah didn't pull herself up against the world. She got punched in the face by a cop. She took him to court and won a, a settlement. With that settlement, she then launched her what is it mob clothing line or whatever married to the mob married to the mob and shout out to a lot of you you guys always dm me and i i assume people know but i forget a lot of people don't know um yeah that's hella ripped off from black culture <laughs> yes <laughs> i always think a lot of these things are common sense and and so i don't mention them but um yeah she swears she invented quote air quotes urban street gear where like it's and again that's part of the hypocrisy know. of leah that's that's part of the hypocrisy that a lot of people can't stand about her where you're straight up taking from another culture and and then acting like you created this all on your own you didn't you know and leah gives a lot of credit where she can um but it, it's just one of those where if you're going to be an ally you got to be an ally all the way so although i appreciate i'll give her some credit at this moment for the leah fans listening yes she has acknowledged that like the me too movement is about was was taken from black women and stolen from black women that's a fact there's a whole story in time magazine about it um, the women that actually coined that phrase, coined that movement were black women. And yes, it was hijacked by white feminists. So I understand Leah to an extent, right? Uh, like right at that point, I'm like, heck yeah, go for it, Leah, because she's right. And I call it out too. But then on the flip side, she's like married to the mob. I invented my own street gear. And I'm like, no, bitch, no, <laughs> you did not. <laughs> so yeah. that's where she loses me. And I'm like, this bitch, I can't with her. <laughs> uh, totally. Leah. So, But I think that's what she's, what she's trying to do. She's like, wanting to be for me that's how i said like she wants to be queen b queen bethany but she's not never going to be there oh yeah that was and my point uh, what's her name bethany didn't have a, a cash settlement she really had nothing because like didn't her father like not leave her anything right bethany like she really had very little no, to nothing really, 
Yeah, she really had, she was working at Hello. She was, if she had, she knew people because she had contacts. Right, she had contacts, but financially she didn't have like. Financially she didn't have anything. That nest egg. She had, she was trying to sell cookies at a supermarket in Jersey. Like, come on people. If you really didn't have to work for it, she wouldn't have been doing that. You know, she really did her work. She was hitting the ground running. She was on the Prince. She was on the Martha Stewart Apprentice show. So that was like the first. And that's why I compare the struggle, the life struggle, because, you know, Ebony, we see her now. But 10 years ago, just like Bethany, 10 years ago, I mean, I can't even imagine the struggles yeah. that Ebony was clawing totally. her way up. The only thing is that we are not ever going to get the whole you know, crazy one-liners that Bethany had. Right. Like, that... Mention it all! (laughs) Mention it all! Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Oh, yeah. She's not going to give us the Bethany one-liners that we still use and we still love and we, like, crave for. Because those were, like, one-liners that you know were just, like, coming out of her mouth before she was even thinking it. (laughs) And in the heat of the moment, and it was bethany you know it was full on bethany so that's why i say that leah wants to be her because leah tries to be the one oh that's what you feel she's doing when she's being like extra like she's trying to dish out these one liners because she's going for that oh that's interesting i never thought about that i have to look at that again now so because for me that's what she's trying to do to be the one that's in your face that's calling you out she called out ramona for the whole not um donating blood for the vaccine something that bethany would have done she called Ramona out for not being honest about what she was doing on the pandemic. She so she wants to call you out and she wants just to be like, I'm honest and I'm all that and I'm here and I'm calling you out and I'm going to be the one that's going to put you on your place. Beth- Bethany style. Right. So for me, that's one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can see that now. Um, I think... There was the, th- oh, the only last thing I want to say in the recap that we may have missed in our mini recap is a uh, shout out to the oyster guys. I did a whole Instagram story about this. Oh, I, One of the, oh, I know. I was so proud. You know me. I was on it. I was like, let me find out because <laughs> I, I heard I heard just the all he said was like, come this way. But I heard the slightest twinge of like latino familiarity and i was like let me google that i think there's a latino in here so there's a latino guys they're a couple and they actually have a really cool story um it i don't remember off the top of my head their name right but they're it's the oyster bay the the oyster south oyster bay or something like that and um it's owned by a couple and one uh, one of the is uh, Dominicano and he was like and he was uh, sorry like a VP of Verizon something very important I had written it all down back then but the point is he was a VP and he got to open different markets one of the markets he opened up was in the Dominican Republic so that people could pay here on the mainland and then pay across for family in La Republica and I just thought that was super dope he but he was raised in Republica Dominicana so he has often said he's uh, Dominicano and he was raised there and then came to the States later, later in life um, to New York, like already close to 30 or something like that, or in his early 20s. And then he started working and worked his way up. And then he met his partner and his partner's family has land out there near the Hamptons. And they decided to kind of start this Oyster Bay company together and like live out there 
their life as now oyster farmers because of the pandemic and everything shutting down. They really took a massive hit and they had both sunk all their savings into it. His partner was a marketing executive for L'Oreal or Estee Lauder, Estee Lauder. And I know. So together, when they put everything into this family property, like a long lasting legacy. And so they went with the oyster farming and it was doing really well until the pandemic hit. So one of the really cool things out of the pandemic is they put their heads together about what are we going to do? And they actually have created um, a facial cream uh, made from oysters. Apparently there's a lot of collagen or something very important that's found in oysters that is very good for, you know, elasticity and amazing things in your face. And so they sell, they, they made a product they, they, they got it up and running and it's a legit product. Now I found it on Amazon. It's only like $30. So I want to order one. And I just thought that was super cool. There's your little Latino now we tie. Know why Ramona, now we know why Ramona loves oysters. <laughs> right <laughs> that's the fountain that's her fountain, fountain of, youth. of youth yeah so you guys want to check it out that, mm-hmm. that just explains it so much <laughs> i know, do love oysters naturally but um, you don't like oysters I like I love you like what i don't like the texture oh my god it's so good i love i, I i'm disgusting like ramona like i'd love i love oysters like that <laughs> so i, I love eating them and i'll try it like i'll oh. keep trying like for example if you or like when you want some like you can try i'm like yeah, sure, I'll try. But I'm like, oh, no. it's not something that I'm going to order. Like oh, Ramona. Yeah. Yes, I'm just like Ramona. I'm a fiend oh. for oysters. Except that I know you're not supposed to eat them too seguido, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so I try to tone it down. Uh, like but I, yeah, I guys. My friends, okay. Like on the, on the island, we go like road tripping and uh, stay on the coast. Uh-huh. There's a place, just this guy that just on the side of the road has just on the weekends, he sells cold coconuts for the coconut water so he just like but real coconuts cold oysters and almejas como se llama el otro esta oysters y cuál es el otro que se almejas como es porque oysters es almeja no oysters son otra y los otros son almeja that is a smaller one oh clams so yeah so like clams so he just sells that like on on the side of the road and with if you want some pique like some hot sauce or something like here you can just have it but it's on the side of the road and people like stop all the time because they are fresh he just like picked them that morning oh, so it's awesome. like fresh as they come so yes. and you can see just people eating clams or oysters with a cold coconut right next to it <laughs> oh that sounds island. delicious very that's tropical so very so, Me tienes okay. que a la próxima vez que vaya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay i found oh, it guys God. it's called south hold bay so that's the oyster farm that ramona took them to south hold bay and then if you go on amazon it's called south hold bay face cream and it's a face cream with oyster i'm not sure how to pronounce that nacre extract here it says let me use my my um QVC voice. It stimulates collagen to firm skin, rejuvenate skin, keeping it luminous like the sheen of a pearl developed by the oyster farmers at South Hold Bay Oysters on the North Folk of Long Island. Hydrates and moisturizes while softening the skin, increasing elasticity and supplementing skin nutrition. Our formula reduces the looks of wrinkles while enhancing skin elasticity and delaying skin aging. Our oyster technology uses oyster nacre extracted from the pearl oyster. So shout out to uh, Dominicano. That's part of that. <laughs> yeah. 
really good really good really good and it's only 30 bucks guys so um y'all should jump on and get it before ramona starts selling the same thing <laughs> she'll be like damn it why didn't i think of it mm-hmm. i thought that was so she cool though stole her front and i'm youth so she won't <laughs> but i guess that's it anything else you want to say with these the mini recap before we no. do harlem and uh salem no i think we are pretty good overall on the whole thing i don't right. i am not thinking of anything if you want to say something else but I pretty much, yeah. You're good. <laughs> I can't think of anything else that is really standing out to me from that mini recap. Um, Luan, you know, we covered a lot of Luan in past episodes, Ramona Tambien, Ebony, Sonia. I think we're good. Yeah. So the big meaty episodes coming up for anyone listening, definitely we're going to get into Harlem, the dinner, Bershon, uh, Ramona and Bershon, and then heading into Salem. There's a lot to break down. And then Salem, right? The Salem episode that just oh, passed. Salem. I really right. love them. They were like so scared about it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I was like, you guys are the witches. You're fine. They won't. They won't touch you. <laughs> like, I'm a ghost. I'm like, oh god, why are you even there? Then, like, come on. It is fascinating. I, fun fact: Salem is one of the places I've always wanted to go. Um, when I was an undergrad, I took a. It was a really neat feminism course about how this this talk about rumors, right? It was like cancel culture of the 1500s or whatever. But how this, um narrative of women that are witches started in europe and how it came to salem and led to the salem witch trials it was a fascinating course um and so since then i've always wanted to go back and visit but i'm going to save all those talking points for our next episode so you guys tune in thank you again owen for reporting from puerto rico (laughs) and um i know hey but at least you guys have a beautiful ocean and we're just dying of the heat in the desert over here and it's not fun to even look at it's hot that's not fun sorry for you yeah all right guys well we hope you guys are staying cool and safe wherever you are are at in this heat climate change is real and we will keep you guys posted join us on the next one latinas watching bravo uh roni thanks guys we'll see you next time Bye. bye